0: And the first words of the song is, I open my mouth and you speak for me. And that's what I'm trusting the Lord to do today. But I'm also trusting the Lord to do that in each one of your lives. That as you go and as you fulfill the plan that God has for your life, that you know that he will place you where you need to be and he will cause you to do things that you wouldn't even imagine that you could do. Woo! Okay, guys, I'm going to need you to track with me. We're going to move fast. But before we move fast... I want my two children to come up here. And Jamie, I'd like you to stand. These are the kids that made me a mom. And right over there is my beautiful daughter-in-law, Jamie. Turn around, Jamie, so they can see how gorgeous you are. (laughs) We've known Jamie since she was five years old. And at the age of 11, she started saying, I'm going to marry Zane Ladder. <laughs> Just a little inside information about our family. How about that? This is Zane. And this is Summer. And Zane and Summer are living out their destiny as we speak. As you saw Zane playing the drums today, let's give him a hand. <laughs> Zane, Zane's life is music. Have I got this right, Ellen? Zane's life is music, and we know that God's going to use him in the media world to share a message of good hope, and his music is mainstream, it touches a whole world, but it's good stories to catch the heart, and then hopefully open the heart to receive Christ in the long run. Amen. Amen. Yes. I have CDs if y'all want some. at the end. <laughs> Just a quick plug, I didn't know that, but that's cool. All right, and then Summer Joy is a world traveler, and um, she's a registered nurse. What's it, Baylor Medical in Grapevine, and is doing her doctorate right now at Baylor Medical in Dallas, and um, she just came back from Ethiopia and Malawi doing medical missions, and she she was able to catch—is that what you call it? She was able to catch some babies as they came out. She went touchdown. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Women deliver babies. We catch them. That's right. We don't deliver them. The (laughs) The women do all the hard work. Yes. And so Summer Joy um, is completing her doctorate, and her vision is to take medical teams to different parts of the world to um, speak on women's issues and to deliver babies into the world and pray over those babies the minute they come out of the womb. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yes, Summer Joy is also a dancer, choreographer, and God has used her to dance through, I don't know how many nations, probably 23 to 26 nations of the world. So I'm very proud of my children today, and they are who make me a mom. Yay, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking to you today about living out your destiny in the body of Christ. That's cool. looks like we're going to a show or something. But you know what? You're the show. You are the ones who are called to display the glory of the Lord. You and I are filled with his grace and his power. And if there's anybody in here today who's wondering what in the world I'm talking about, come talk to me at the end. And we'll we'll let you see just how you can allow the glory of the God to fulfill his plan in your life. I want to pray a prayer over you, and the prayer is actually the text that I'm teaching. So if you don't mind, you can read, keep your eyes open, and follow along as I pray. But please put your hand on your heart, because your heart represents your mind, your will, and your emotions, and that's where everything you do in your life rules out of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So my prayer for you is a prophetic declaration from God's holy word. And my prayer is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and that's you. I pray that uh, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us, that we be able to believe in that according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. He put all things under his feet. And today I'm praying that same revelation for you, that things that need to go under the feet of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus, would, would start going into that area in Jesus' name. And, I, and that he gave, God gave Jesus Christ to be head over all things to the church, which is us. And the fullness of him, we make the fullness of him, all in all. In Jesus' name, Father, I just declare this word. Your word does not return void. And I pray, God, that this word will enable each person to continue to fulfill the destiny that, that they are walking in right now. If you have your Bibles, I would like you to please turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This, beloved, is what we would call God's original plan for mankind. It is our destiny. It's a pretty steep order. He tells us to be fruitful, to multiply. For quite a few of us, we've got that down. As you could see, the fruit of Alan and I standing beside us. But not only, not only that kind of fruit. Fruit in your in the calling that God has for you. Fruit in your business. Fruit in your relationships. Fruit in every area that you would have um, influence in. Yes. God blessed them, as good parents do, when Adam and Eve were created in the garden. He declared a a prayer of blessing. And as parents, we are called to bless our children. And I want to say that I'm very sorry that if there are some of you sitting here who never received the blessing of your parents... We want you to know that God blesses you today and we bless you as a house. We bless you and we see the value in each one of your lives. God told us to have dominion and exercise authority in the sphere of influence that God has given us. Like I said before not just in your families, which is my main goal in my life, is to be an influence on Zane and Summer and now Jamie. Because I've been in Jamie's life since she was 16, 17. We walked through a lot of stuff, didn't we, Jamie? Yeah, we did. And so my heart for you as well is not only to be an influence in your children's lives, but in other children that God might bring across your path. These two girls sitting right here. We've had a few times, haven't we? We've known them since they were little bitty, and I've had opportunity to speak into their lives as they've grown up. Aaron over there, and your brother as well. Aaron right now ministers to me. How many of you have received Aaron's text messages? I just want to encourage you that that's a, a, a gift that God's given Aaron, the gift of encouragement. He had no idea that I would be preaching today, and he texted yesterday. You all probably got it about um, God will fill your mouth and don't be afraid, don't have a fear of speaking. And I texted him back. I'm like, "Uh, I'm preaching tomorrow. (laughs) He's like, cool. I, I got you covered. I'm praying for you. So thank you for living out part of your destiny right now. Yes. With this blessing that Adam and Eve had came accountability to God for its fulfillment of the commanded blessing that he put on them. And that same blessing is for us today. Genesis 2 verse 18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should live alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. These combined words, helper and comparable, or comparable helper, illuminates the point that we as husbands and wives walk together in our everyday lives, and we are equally to called to enhance each other's lives as we individually and corporately take responsibility for our God-given destinies, which is the fulfillment of the Genesis blessing. Can everybody say the Genesis blessing? Yes. You and I are included in the Genesis blessing. If you're breathing and if you have skin on you and you're walking today... You are called to walk out the Genesis blessing. God has equipped each one of us with every single part to fulfill what we need to do on the earth. He's given us attributes, power, authority, wisdom, revelation, and knowledge to be able to fulfill the calling and destiny that each one of us have. For those who are married in the house today, You have discovered that opposites attract and somehow God in his infinite wisdom and also perhaps some of his strange sense of humor, I don't know what he was doing when he was thinking about putting husbands and wives together, kind of like, kind of bored up here. I think I'll do some stuff down there and watch. (laughs) Ah, look at that. (laughs) Man, they just make me roll. Yeah. If any of you know, Alan and I, we are totally opposite. I'm the gas, he's the brakes. (laughs) Oh, right now? (laughs) He's the gas right now. Hurry it up, hurry it up. (laughs) Okay, see, so we complement each other. And God's not done with us yet. Thank you, Lord. We're looking forward to that. But anyway, God puts us together. And he takes our separate personalities and our genetics and to intricately weave us and our destinies together to make a beautiful tapestry For all to see. Zane's about to be my uh, Vanna White right now. I guess we can call him Vance White. Just come on up here. He's going to walk around to let you see this beautiful tapestry. You can stand right in the middle here, Zane. The Lord takes our separate personalities and genetics, if you will, in order to intricately weave us. And our destinies together to make a beautiful tapestry for all to see. Okay, Zane, if you would just start walking over this way. It is God's intention that as we allow him to fulfill his plan in our lives. That both we ourselves and the sphere of influence he has assigned us to will be able to stand back in awe. And look at the beauty and glory of his awesome work, which is to be manifested continually as we grow and go from glory to glory. I'll just stand here a second, Zayna? Come up here. I just want to point out a couple of things. Are any of you just seeing movement in, in here? Or tell me what you see. Raise your hand if you see something. What do you see? You see a bird. You see a fish. What else do you see? Cody, what do you see? You see a horse. You see a dog. You see a man and a woman. When a man... Never mind. Andy's like, uh, no. Okay. Sorry. You got to roll with me. I'm just a little spontaneous. But, um, okay, go towards that side now. In that, you'll see two humans... And in the middle is what I like to consider the mind of Christ, the mind of God, coming together and saying, let us create man and woman in our image. Let us intricately weave into each one of them their DNA, the genetics that will cause them to fulfill every plan that they have, that we have for them in the earth. And somehow, as they walk through their life, continue walking with the tapestry We will intricately weave and cause a beautiful tapestry for all to see the glory of the Lord upon their life. Thank you, Zane. Please know that sometimes in growing from glory to glory, there can be seasons of the good, the bad, the ugly. And while we're at it, let's just throw in total devastation, why don't we? You know what happens? Basically, bleep happens. Now, y'all, because we're in church, I won't say the word, but don't even think about pretending like you don't say it when stuff happens. I've ministered to people, and sometimes God gives me words about what they're thinking or saying, and I would be like, y'all just walk around the house just going, bleep, 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 bleep. Why did this happen to me? Bleep, I can't believe. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Ugh. And yes, you're still loved by God. And yes, God is not shocked by the bleep word. It's all good, you know. But the truth is, the truth is, we go from glory to glory and glory to glory. In between those times is where God works on us. You've heard the old proverbial saying, what doesn't kill you on on earth only serves to make you stronger. But we do need to guard our hearts by dealing with things like bitterness, resentment, anger, fear, feelings of inadequacy, so that those issues do not dominate our lives and our emotions once we come through our difficult times. It seems the enemy of our souls can get a lot of mileage out of one issue if we do not guard our hearts and our souls. We always need to take inventory of what is left on the inside of us after a trial or the residual effect, if you will. It's like taking a bath. After working outside all day long, you go in and you take a bath. Or, I know a lot of you are shower people, but just bear with me. Um, this is for an illustration. You work outside all day, and you go inside, and you're just ready to get in that bathtub with your rubber ducky. I don't know. That's what was in the picture. You wash, you soak, and then you get out of the tub. If you don't happen to clean the tub while you are, you know, still in it, you drain the tub and what's left? Talk to me. Dirt, ring. At this point, you can either choose to leave the ring that's in the tub or you can clean it immediately so that when it's time to bathe again, your tub is clean and waiting to serve you. If you choose to leave the ring and pretend it's not there, maybe that ring is not going anywhere. The ring is still going to be in the tub. The only way that that ring is going to leave is if you do three things. You acknowledge that the ring is in the tub. You get down on your knees And you realize why the ring is there. And you scrub your tub. You scrub the tub clean. I've just come through almost a year and a half of scrubbing my tub. (laughs) Guess what, beloved? I'm not perfect, but I'm clean. Through hearing the desperate cry of my heart. And by God bringing to me the perfect Christian counselor for me. Today I can stand before you and say that once again, by God's grace, I can move forward less encumbered by the past than I was before. And I'm fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I can continue to fulfill the destiny that God has set before me. Hallelujah. I can imagine some of you just thinking right now, did Yvette just say that she has been in about a year and a half of counseling? I'm done now. I finished in December just by the way. Uh, but she's the pastor's wife. She shouldn't have needed any counseling. What's up with that? Just how long has she been in ministry anyway? I mean, you can't be in ministry and have to go through counseling. Let me tell you, I want to encourage every one of you. That if there's a need in your life and something you can't get through on your own, seek counsel. The Bible speaks about seeking wisdom from wise counsel. It is nothing to be ashamed about. It is something to say, I'm going to acknowledge what's going on in my life. And I'm going to receive the help that I need. And God in his graciousness has restored a lot of the issues in my life from my childhood up through my teenage years into my marriage, um, even to this point. Because I got to a place where I had totally imploded, and I wasn't really sure about who I even was. And so I've taken about a year and a half, or if you've noticed, I haven't been around as much. I'm not actively, like, grooving with everything that's going on here. It's because I needed some time. I want to say thank you for letting me have that time. Thank you, congregation. Thank you. But guess what? I'm back! (laughs) Oh, this is just a side note, in case you're wondering about ministers needing counsel, which if we need counsel, there's lots of people that do. This gentleman that's on the screen right now, his name is Bill Hybels, and he's the senior pastor of Willow Creek Church in Chicago. And he has one of the largest um, congregations in America. And he went through counseling for several years. In fact, I understand he still goes back every now and again just to kind of tweak here and there. So even though he's not perfect, God has blessed his act of humility by acknowledging that he needs wisdom about dealing with everyday issues, lives, and past hurts. What does that have to do with our destiny? Everything. As a result of what I've walked through, God has opened a door for me to begin to walk out another phase of my destiny. And I'm using this as a personal illustration, and you can relate it to some of the things that you may step into as you go through your life or what you're walking through right now. I come from a country called Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is in Africa. It used to be called Rhodesia, the name changed, everything changed. It no longer exists the way I knew it. And for several years, I've not had any desire to go back to my country because it represents a lot of pain to me, or it represented a lot of pain to me. My daughter's been to Zimbabwe more than me in the last few years doing medical missions. But on January 1st, after I was finished with my um, counseling, Through a divine appointment, the Lord in an instant spoke to my heart and he said, Yvette, I rescued you from your country, which is a war-torn, totally devastated country right now, and I'm sending you back with resources and a solution. I'm sending you back to speak into the lives of people and to give them hope for their future. And I'm connecting you with people all over the world To bring a nation back to its feet again. And for the joy set before me, I cannot tell you how much fire and how much zeal is in my heart. When before December, I had a burden for my country, I wanted everybody else to do it. And the Lord said, You're the one, you're going. Had I not gone through counseling, had I not taken the time out to deal with all the issues in my life that could, that could hold me back from stepping forward out of fear, I probably would not be going on this mission. As you can see, I'll be one of the speakers at this thing called the Seed Sowers Prayer Summit. Everything starts in prayer. Cindy Neal, who is a member of our congregation, she is going with me to pray for me. As I pray for my country. Um, We are meeting with 12 other fired up people from Houston, Texas. And we are leaving as a team to go to South Africa and Zimbabwe in July. We'll be connecting with about 200 youth pastors and leaders from South Africa who will be traveling with us to Zimbabwe. And we'll be meeting with pastors from all over the region and, see, and uh, farmers to bring them together to cause unity to come into the country because nobody trusts anybody. Their lives have been torn apart. And God is using us, using us to sow seeds into their lives to bring hope for their future. That's a whole other message and hopefully another day when I'll be able to share with you in depth what God is going to be doing. But as a result of going through what I walk through, This is part of my destiny. And when you uh, think about me during these next few months, actually it's gonna be a 10 year project we're seeing. Just pray a little prayer. Continue to use Yvette. Continue to flow through Allen and Yvette through this season of our, our ministry. I'm certain that this is another step in the ministry that God has for us and for Generations Church that will reflect the Genesis 1 blessing of extending our sphere of influence and making a difference in a nation that is crying out for help. Now, some of you are already rocking and rolling in the destiny that God has called for you, and you are already fulfilling that. And some of you may have been in your destinies and something happened and cut it short. And some of you are still wondering, what in the world am I doing here? I just want you to know that there's a very definite purpose. It's inside your DNA. It's connected on the genes in your life. If you did any kind of biology in school, you will remember what you learned about chromosomes and DNA. God will order your steps and he will cause you to come to a place. Even if you're going in this direction, he will say, I'm calling you to go in this direction. And when you, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you and connects with you at a moment that we call a Kairos moment, when heaven touches earth, you being earth, God being heaven, the spirit of the Lord will come in. I'm prophesying over some of you right now. The spirit of the Lord will come in and illuminate your spirit. The Spirit of the Lord will come in and ignite your heart. And the things that you thought were impossible that you could do, God will say, yes, you can. Everybody say, yes, I can. That's awesome. (laughs) Ben, sit up. You know that you're called to prophesy. You know that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you in mighty ways. And the Spirit of the Lord is apprehending you today. He loves you. And he is ordering your steps. You are here today. You are both here today. Sitting under this message. And you are going to walk out of here with your eyes really opened to what is in the future for both of you. Thank you, Father. That was just a side note. So you may say, actually, why don't you just say this to me? (laughs) Go ahead on, I'll wait. One, two, three, go. Go. Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) I'll go ahead and tell you. (laughs) Through God's hearing the cry of a desperate soul, and once again helping me with a Christian counselor, we prayed the scripture that I prayed over you earlier today. It's an apostolic prayer that Paul prayed. And I want to break this down, and I want to ask for the revelation of the Lord to ignite your hearts as we, as we speak these words. This was the prayer over my life, and now I'm releasing it over you. We prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to me, Yvette, and now to you, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We prayed that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened so that I may know what is the hope concerning all my issues of his calling for me and that I would find out what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance that has been set aside for you and me, the saints. I ask for the ability and the faith to actually believe in what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. What is this power that God has towards us? What is it and how do I get it? What is this power and how do I get it? I get it when I believe. According to the work of his mighty power so that I could be set free. That's how I got it. I believed that I could be set free of everything that would hinder me. The next verse says that this is the same power that God the Father used which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And I love this part. And every name that is named over everything, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And that covers the present as well. Verse 22 says, And he put all things under his feet, And gave him, men in Christ, to be head over all things, over the church, which is us. Over his body, that's you and me. And we are the ones that make up the fullness of Christ. We are the ones. So while meditating on these scriptures, I want to tell you something. There is room for every one of us in the body of Christ. Amen. You have a place that only you can fulfill with the d- genetic code that you have. Everybody just look at your hands very quickly. And we all know this, that if you took a thumbprint, nobody has your thumbprint. And I got up and gave this quote a couple of weeks ago. You were born an original, don't die a copy. You were born an original, don't die a copy. Connect with what God is calling you to do by simply believing that he has the power to cause you to fall into each place that you're supposed to go into. While meditating on these scriptures, I feel like the Lord downloaded a profound truth to me. When Satan and a third of the angels rose up against God in heaven, God cast them out and they came to the earth. It's been the enemy's tactics since that day to do these things, disarm, discourage, and disengage. If he can get you to be disarmed from the calling on your life, if he can get you to get discouraged as you're walking in the calling of your life, say you do some kind of whatever, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm just like, I'm out of here. I'm not even going to go that way. I'm doing this. I'm screwed up so bad. I can't even do that. I'm not even thinking about it, God. See ya. I'm out. God's standing there, I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. Because God has a bigger plan. Yeah, baby. He has a huge plan. The enemy has, from the beginning of time, tried to get us to focus more on his reality than God's reality for our lives in him and the body of Christ. So today Satan is called the prince of the principalities and powers of the air and referred refer back into verse 21. It seems that he and his demons are hell-bent in keeping us from fulfilling that plan. This plan has not changed, folks. From Genesis 1 till now, the plan is still the same. And so this is how God helped me through Jesus Christ to get back on track where he's wanting me to go. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he not only died for our sins, but he died for our sicknesses and our sorrows as well. He was raised from the dead by the same power that sets us free today from bondage to sin, sickness, and sorrow. He wasn't only raised from the dead for those things, but he was raised to be placed far above Satan and his principalities, powers, and dominion and every demonic force and everything that is named, including emotions, known to mankind. When we allow our spirit, which is the innermost part of us, to believe and we become enlightened with God's truth about him and ourselves in him, then we access his power to release us. It is then that we taste the glory of our inheritance. The glory of our inheritance are those realities that have been set aside for us corporately, in our relationships, and personally. Those things that only belong to the body of Christ are our inheritance. Unfortunately, people who are not born again do not get to get in on this until they are born again. You have an inheritance, and if you've not stepped into receiving that, What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What was I waiting on? I got to a place where I couldn't see anything in front of me. And God, through his grace, began to shed every layer of my life that would keep me from fulfilling what God has called me to do. We experience that freedom when we, number one, acknowledge past hurts, traumas, generational stuff. Number two, when we acknowledge and repent of all sin, willful or otherwise, taking full responsibility for all of our own actions and attitudes. Number three, we acknowledge and lay down all those words that represent pain, bondage, and addiction, placing them all under the feet and dominion of Jesus Christ. Proverbs four twenty three says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Do you know, even though I've come through this season, it doesn't mean I've arrived, that there'll be several times when I'll probably have to go for more counseling. There'll be several times in your life when you will have to receive counsel. There'll be several times when you'll need to be encouraged, when if you mess up, you need to come and just say, Hey man, this is what's going down. I need help, I can't get through this. We're the body of Christ. We're here to work together. We're here to walk together, and we're here to further his kingdom. As mothers and fathers, it is important to allow God Almighty to continually enlighten us. It's also important that we impart this to our children so that we don't stagnate and they don't stagnate. The truth that I'm sharing with you today, continue to pour that into your children when they're facing an issue, speak what the word says. Speak the truth. Help them to see what the issue is and then re- pray to God and release it so that we can go on. God never intended for us to walk around with heavy, heavy loads. He said that his what? His burden is light and his yoke is easy. As stewards over our children, just a the- Uh, applying this to our mother's day it's important to be sensitive to the issues in their hearts from the very beginning of our motherhood and for those of you who are new mothers and fathers it's important to be aware of those things and for grandparents now in aiding your children's children taking time to listen and hearing their heart nothing is too important to keep from hearing what they have to say Help them to become responsible by teaching them these truths so that they can learn how to defeat the enemy and submit all things to God, placing everything that is named on heaven and on earth under the authority and the lordship of Jesus Christ. I have this illustration of this beautiful woman, Susanna Wesley. I'm still in the middle of my walking out my destiny. This woman lived out her destiny, and based on her clothes, you can tell she's dead now. but her legacy lives on. I'm sorry, I'm just like a kid. Oh yeah, well duh, all right, moving on. Um, Shizana Wesley was a great woman of God who raised 10 children to adulthood and lost several who did not live that long. It has been said that in the hectic activities of raising 10 kids, she would sometimes sit down and throw her apron over her face when she needed some peace. Perhaps she was praying and scrubbing the tub of her soul. No wonder she raised such world changers. John and Charles Wesley did indeed walk in Genesis 1 in that blessing, which is to be fruitful and multiply and to have dominion in their sphere of influence. They founded the Methodist Church. A praying mom can do amazing things. Living out your destiny in the body of Christ has everything to do with releasing the things of the past so that you can go forward. Trusting in the mighty power of God that rose Christ from the dead to quicken your mortal body to deal with every issue that would encumber you. And to get a revelation, please get this revelation today if you don't get anything else that I'm saying. Every word. God is the author of words. Every word that is spoken under the sun, every name, every emotion is called to go under the feet of Christ if it comes in the way of you fulfilling your future. So, when you're walking in the next few days and and God starts downloading things to you or you're continuing to flow in the direction God is calling you to go, stay focused in that. Be open to new things. And if the Lord presents something to you that you think, that's totally impossible, there's no way. Put that word impossible under the feet of Jesus. Put that word failure under the feet of Jesus. Put that word loser under the feet of Jesus. Put that word, inadequate, under the feet of Jesus. Put that word, um, underdeveloped, put that word, whatever word you want to put in there. Put it under the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, be exalted in me. Let your glory be revealed in me so that I can display your glory like that beautiful tapestry you saw just a minute ago. One last point. My husband helped me throw this in today. A man named Lovejoy is meeting us in Rhodesia. He is married to the first black prime minister of my country. Daughter. Yeah, he's not married to the prime minister. He's married to his daughter. That was a joke. Anyway. He's married to the daughter of the first black prime minister that was of my country, uh, Bishop Abel Muzurewa. And he was a member and a pastor of a Methodist church in Zimbabwe. God is using the influence of Abel Muzurewa now as he cries out for my country. Using his own children, we met his daughter last week, Ellen and I did in, in Houston, named Charity. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we met Charity last week, the daughter of the Prime Minister, ex-Prime Minister of my country. And the meeting with her would not be happening if it wasn't for the lady in the weird clothes. I wonder what people are going to say about us, should God carry? And, you know, we pass on. I would like to see Jesus come back in my lifetime. But I wonder what he'll say, what people will say about the lady in the weird clothes today. What will they say about you? What will your sphere of influence have done to affect your world? I just want to encourage you, beloved, that things are not over for you. The calling of evangelism, the calling of encouragement, the calling of equipping the saints of teaching and, and the calling of creating business is not over. And I just want to pray into that right now. And I want to encourage you as mothers and fathers and those who are single in the house today. That there is a destiny that you are called to live out. And, as, and don't let anybody steal it from you. Don't let anybody steal it from you. I want to pray with you at the end today if there's some issues that God's speaking to your heart about. And we'll, we'll call the ministry team up here. And we'll just spend a few minutes praying. I just also want to bring to mention that Bill Johnson, yes, is going to be where? He's going to be at Carrollton Sojourn Church tonight, Bill Johnson. And he has a word for mothers in the body of Christ tonight. And He's going to be praying as well. So I want to encourage you, if you're not doing anything tonight, you can have more ministry. But seek God with all your heart and allow his fire and his zeal to pour through you. Thank you so much. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for worshiping with us on this wonderful Mother's Day. If the prayer ministry team could join us across the front, we'll be here uh, for a few minutes to pray with those who would like to receive prayer. Any issue in your life, you need prayer, you need encouragement, you need wisdom, we're here to pray with you. We don't have all the answers, but we know him who does. Amen. Praise keep the Lord. Come on up and join me up here. I want to live before your eyes. I want to stay before your gaze. Just keep me steady. You must go. You're free to go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you.